Hey, magic makers, Kelsey Foremost here, your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where entrepreneurship and mental health meet. Today's episode is completely different, and that is because, drumroll please, it's my birthday this week. I wanted to do a solo episode and talk to you guys just human to human because, you know, interviews are wonderful and I love learning about new businesses and new industries and how different people were able to balance their lives and make things work for them and mental health tips and all of that. All of that is so great. And I'm so happy that I'm able to explore that on find your magic with such inspiring people. But this episode is going to be different because this episode is a moment where I'm going to be a little more vulnerable. I'm going to tell you some stories that I've never shared publicly, especially about this past year, um, because I think birthdays are an incredible opportunity to really take stock of where were you a year ago? Where are you now? And what are you happy about in the way that you've ended up? And maybe what are some things that you would have done differently? Um, I certainly know that this past year (laughs) held a lot of plot twists for me. If you've been following this podcast, you already know that um, this year was so, I could never have predicted how the past 365 days have gone. Things that I was absolutely certain were going to happen blew up in my face and did not happen. And things I never in a million years expected have come to fruition. And so I also want to make sure that I'm delivering you value while I tell you these stories about this past year in particular and how formative it has been. And so I'm not only going to be sharing lessons and reflections, but I'm really going to be getting into some advice. I kind of hate the word advice, but things that I wish I had done sooner for my business and for my mental health that have completely transformed the way that I'm able to move through the world. So I'm going to share 11 lessons and 11 wins because 11, 11 is good luck. Um, and my birthday is actually 11, 10. So, um, even though my birthday is 11, 10, we're doing 11, 11 lessons and wins because a, it sounds better and B it's good luck and C I feel like it. And it's my birthday. So there, All right, let's get into it. Lesson number one. Lesson number one is re-examine your why and get really honest about what it actually is. So you've probably heard the phrase, what's your why? Especially in that online entrepreneurship world, it's floated around all of the coaching things like, what's your why? Why are you doing what you do? Why are you showing up to give your gift to the world in this way? And for a long time, I said that my why was to help people write their own high converting copy so they didn't have to hire a copywriter every single time they wanted to write something for their business. Um, And it was like a confidence thing for me. I wanted people to sit down at the computer and feel 100% confident about owning their voice in the way that they wanted to speak to the world. 
And that is still true. However, this year has taught me more than any other time in my life that if you dig a little bit deeper underneath that, it's like, okay, but then why do we start those businesses in the first place? And I realized that my true why is that helping women, especially create their own online businesses creates this ripple effect of personal freedom and autonomy, both for the entrepreneurs themselves, but also for the people around them and in their lives. So what do I mean by freedom and autonomy? I mean that only after I started my online business, did I feel an incredible sense of personal accomplishment, financial freedom. And like for the first time in my life, I was in charge of myself. I wasn't relying on support from a partner. I wasn't relying on a paycheck from a job that I wasn't a hundred percent into. I had complete freedom and autonomy because I had had the courage to start this online business. And that is the core, honestly, of the work that I do. Yes, copywriting is the way that I do it. Teaching you how to write your own high converting copy is the way that I help you. But the core, the why is because I want you to have that freedom. I want you to have that autonomy. I want your kids to see you feel that sense of accomplishment, not just kids, your partners, your friends, your parents, your chosen family. It's electric. You cannot ignore someone who feels complete freedom and like they are able to have their own back. So that's lesson number one. I know it's a long one, but it's an important one. Lesson number two, vulnerability and insecurity are not the same thing. I'm going to say that one more time. Vulnerability and insecurity are not the same thing. What do I mean by that? Vulnerability, if you've ever listened to any of Brene Brown's work, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. And if you have, go revisit it because it's the freaking best. Vulnerability comes from a place of extreme bravery. We are laying ourselves bare. We are having courage to invite people into our inner experience. We're putting our insides on the outside and we're doing it even though we're scared, but we're very brave in that vulnerability. Vulnerability is not weakness. It is bravery. Vulnerability looks like telling someone I love you first. Vulnerability looks like asking your boss for what you need, asking for a raise. Vulnerability looks like talking to your roommate about ways that they can better support you as someone that cohabitates with you. Vulnerability takes extreme bravery. Insecurity, on the other hand, is very internal and insecurity is often quite silent. Insecurity is that fear, that that feeling that eats you up on the inside, questioning yourself, um, worrying about 
other people and how other people are going to perceive you. Whereas vulnerability is, I'm scared to share this, but I'm going to be brave enough to do it anyway. That lesson, that understanding when I show up and I am vulnerable, especially with people that I care about, and that that does not mean that I'm like a simpering, insecure person, that was a huge light switch for me. And I don't know, maybe it's a light switch, light bulb moment for you too. Lesson number three is to listen to your body. You know, we talk about finding your magic on this podcast. And let me tell you, learning to listen to my body has been like the biggest shortcut of finding my magic. Your body knows where your magic is always. And one way that I started doing this, this is a practical tip for um, anyone who has a hormonal cycle out there, especially those of you who menstruate. Um, learning to work around my monthly hormone cycle was huge learning that, you know, certain parts of my cycle are going to be more geared towards productivity and some are more for creativity and some are more for just execution and rest, um, really understanding how to listen to what my body needs in any given moment, huge, huge, huge lesson, um, most problems can be solved by taking some deep breaths, and drinking a glass of water. Let's be honest. All right. Lesson number four is a little more of a business one. And that is the difference between spending and investing. I was worried for the longest time to spend money on my business because I thought, oh, I'm just going to break even, or I'm going to go into debt, um, rather than turning a profit. So I'm not going to invest in that course. I'm not going to hire that freelancer. I can't afford it. I won't make as much money, but there is a huge difference between just mindless spending and having no, um, intention behind that spending versus investing. A perfect example is, um, you know, one of the sponsors of this podcast is Kajabi and Kajabi is the most expensive course creation platform, digital commerce platform that I've seen that I've found. However, it is by far and away the most comprehensive one on the market. And it is such a good investment for me because it handles everything from payments to, you know, ease of use. I can get a course up and running beautifully, quickly, seamlessly. Their customer service is insanely good. And all of that is just taken care of because I invest in the platform versus the very first time I ever tried to create a course, I was DIYing it. And I was like, I'm going to put things on Vimeo and I'm going to have to have people pay me on Stripe or PayPal, and then I'll give them a password and then da, 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 da. And it was a nightmare. And it was technically quote unquote free, but it was a nightmare. Took all my energy. Investing and spending are different things. Another thing that I invested in this year completely changed my life is I began hiring freelancers to do the work that was holding me back from creating a big picture of what I want this business to be. I hired shout out Haley of Espresso Podcast Productions to produce this podcast because I was like, if I have to learn how to produce a podcast at the same time that I'm actually creating it, I will not 
be showing up in the way that I know that I can show up for my audience. So hiring a podcast producer, um, hiring my friend, Nicole Swartz of Sprout Law, who was a guest on this podcast a few weeks ago to do all of my trademarking and contracts, just paying her to do that so that I didn't have to worry about whether I was doing things legally. I just had her, she did it. Um, I hired Jules Grant to do the theme music for this podcast. I hired Rebecca Reed, who will be in an upcoming episode. She's an incredible web designer to help me implement and build this beautiful new website that launched this year. Investing in all of these freelancers, investing in these small businesses, not only makes me feel good because it's that money is directly going to an actual human being and helping them have that freedom and autonomy that I talked about in lesson number one, but it also takes the pressure off of me to learn all of these skills that are not actually part of what I'm trying to do in this world. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to create things that provide value to you. And I cannot do that in as big of a way if I'm worrying about learning a bunch of new skills and ways to do that. All right. Number five, I need, this is number five lesson. I need a stable, consistent mental and physical health routine. Otherwise everything falls apart. And let me tell you, this is easier said than done. Um, I am really proud of how much I've been able to do this year. The number one thing that has helped me has been the calm app. They're not a sponsor. I'm not getting paid to say that, but dang, Jeff Warren, if you ever listen to this dude, you have saved my life this year. No joke. Listening to my 10 minute daily meditation in the morning before I do anything else with my hot cup of coffee before anyone's allowed to talk to me has been a complete game changer. Just turning my brain off as much as I can. And some days it's easier than others, but just the act of sitting down for 10 minutes has completely changed the way that I'm able to show up later on in the day. It sets the whole tone. Lesson number six, and I don't mean for this to sound like a dig, um, but you know, take, take what you will. Um, when people show you who they are, believe them. You cannot expect the truth from people who lie to themselves. This is true in business. This is true in relationships, friendships, family relationships. You know, I think, was it Oprah who said that when people show you who they are, believe them, um, please correct me and DM me if that's not right, if that's misattributed, but golly gee, could I have avoided a lot of pain if I had just stopped putting certain people on pedestals and holding them to an impossible standard that I'd built up in my head um, and just let them be who they are, it would have avoided a lot of heartache for myself and for them as well. And by the way, this isn't just like personal relationships. This is business too. Like if you are looking to bring on a new client and it doesn't feel totally aligned with your work or you're worried about like, oh, is this person going to be a huge pain in the butt? Listen to that feeling 
and just don't take the contract. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. <laughs> All right. Another business lesson. Number seven, passive income and specifically digital products will change your life for the better. I cannot tell you how different my life would be if I had never learned how to create an online course. And I know I've already talked about Kajabi, but you, you might know that I'm creating a new digital course about how to actually write your own digital course, because I think that's something that is really missing in the marketplace. You know, people show us there are certain very famous classes, very expensive classes that uh, claim to show you how to outline and then make and then release your course. And that's great for a lot of people, but there's a huge piece missing in the middle, which is like, what do I actually freaking say? Like, what do I say in these courses? Um, so I'm creating that, that will be launched. I'm thinking probably January. I was hoping to release it this winter, um, in Q4, but I am moving right now and it is just too much to do that and move. So I'm giving myself some space, um, to get my life in order and then create that course. It is coming January, 2022 is the current, uh, goal date, but all of this to say passive income is your best friend. And the best way I personally have found to create passive income is through digital products. If you are thinking about creating a digital product, stay tuned because I'm going to help you with that. It is the best freaking thing to see those alerts that, you know, so-and-so just paid their a hundred dollars a month for copy class for the payment plan, or so-and-so just spent 50 bucks on the high five welcome sequence. And it's just making me money in the background. And I don't have to do anything except just show up. If people have questions, it's the best thing I've ever done. Passive income through digital products. Okay. Lesson number eight, this one I'm still struggling with because I'm an overachiever and a recovering perfectionist. And I don't know if you guys have this feeling, but now that I know what it feels like to have passion in my work, to feel really fulfilled in my work, um, it is really difficult for me to feel like I'm not fully present at all times in all things. And so this lesson is that everything has seasons, peaks, and valleys. It is not possible to be dialed up to 11 in all areas at all times. Let me put that more specifically. It is not possible to be like guns blazing full speed ahead, foot on the gas pedal in your business. And at the exact same time, be full speed ahead, foot on the gas pedal, um, in your personal relationships. Like at the same time, it's just not possible. Everything has seasons, peaks, and valleys. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in friendships. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in romantic relationships. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in your career. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in your kids. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in your self-care. 
everything has seasons, peaks, and valleys, and it's okay if you're not all the way inspired all the time. Okay, lesson number nine, telling the truth to yourself and to the people around you is the most courageous thing you can ever do. And when I say telling the truth, of course, I mean in a kind way, but um, to be perfectly honest, in this specific instance, I'm talking about trauma and difficult things that may have happened to you in your life. Um, I, I read something recently that said, I do my healing out loud so others can feel less alone while they heal quietly. Um, I actually wrote down the quote. It said, when we recover loudly, we keep others from dying quietly. Oh, what a gut punch. Um, please be sure that if you do tap into some difficult things in that moment where you feel like you need to tell the truth, that you are doing it in such a way that you are safe and supported. Um, I am sure I'll be talking about this more as time rolls on, but I read a really formative memoir called Unbound by Tarana Burke. Go buy it immediately. She's the founder of the Me Too movement before it was a hashtag on Twitter. And I can't believe I'm sharing this. I wasn't planning on sharing this. Um, it really inspired me to speak up more about some trauma that has happened to me in my life, um, in particular during my time in Los Angeles. And it takes a lot of bravery and it takes a lot of vulnerability. Um, but at the same time, the most beautiful thing that has happened as a result is that I have felt so much less alone taking those baby steps to tell my truth, um, especially in rooms where I know I'm not alone in my experience. So telling the truth to yourself, telling truth, telling the truth to the people who love you um, is the most courageous thing you can ever do. And um, I sure love you. And I'm here for you if you ever need to share your truth with me. All right, lesson number 10. We don't create or force peace. I'm going to say that again. We as human beings, we cannot create or force peace. Peace is, in fact, our natural state. It's already there. We just have to get back to it. You do not have to work to create a sense of settledness. Um, I have found this in my meditation, my daily meditation. Um, the harder you try to just sit there and be like, okay, stop thinking, stop thinking. Guess what? You're going to be totally distracted by thoughts and you're going to just be aware that you're thinking about thinking. You do not have to work to create a sense of settledness. Peace works by being. There has to be intention, but most of the time when you are trying to 
self-soothe or get to a place of peace, mostly what you're doing is noticing something that's already settled or peaceful or quiet. You're noticing your breath. You're noticing the feeling of air on your skin. You're noticing the sound of kids playing in the park. You're noticing feeling grounded as you sit in your chair. Peace is not something we're generating. It's something that already exists under the surface. All right, last lesson, lesson number 11. And man, oh man, has this benefited me this year. Lesson 11 is to surrender your outcome and surrender your timeline. Focus instead on the feeling you want to generate in your life, whether it be a feeling of being loved and supported, whether it be a feeling of financial freedom, whether it be a feeling of being fulfilled in your work and your purpose, focus on what that feels like, not on what that looks like. Let me be more specific. I have been fixated for years on the idea of wanting to have a home. I've lived in lots of different apartments all over the country. I've been shuffled around. Um, I've always dreamed of having a house. I've never lived in a house. And I got so fixated on, I'm going to make a home and it's going to look like this. And guess what? Absolutely everything fell apart in my life. Not only did I lose my living situation, I sold all of my furniture. I have no more worldly possessions. I um, got out of the relationship with the person that I shared a home with. I left an entire, I left two cities this year. Three, really, if you count my most recent move. I left LA, I left Seattle, and now I'm leaving San Diego to move to Santa Barbara. And let me tell you, the best thing I have ever done is surrender what home is supposed to look like and instead focus on what home in my dreams would feel like. What would it feel like to come home? Offering that up to the universe and saying, I want to feel like this. I'm willing to work for it but I surrender the outcome and the timeline of what that might look like. If you can learn to surrender and stop white knuckling your life, you will be a more fulfilled, more present human being for yourself and for the people who love you. All right. Those were my 11 lessons. Now we're going to do a quick Rapid fire of 11 wins from this year. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Win number one, copy class, my signature course that teaches entrepreneurs to write their own high converting copy had its biggest launch ever this year. There are more people who came into copy class this year than ever. I am so grateful. There are now eight thousand of you in copy class, which just absolutely blows my mind. But what's so gratifying to me is that the, there was such an amazing response to opening the doors this spring, that it was the biggest 
organic launch ever without ever paying a cent in advertising. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you are one of those students of mine in copy class, I am so humbled. I am so grateful that you are involving me in your journey towards entrepreneurship and towards financial freedom and towards empowering yourself in the crazy echo chamber of the internet. I'm super freaking proud of you. Good job. And thank you. All right. Win number two, I accomplished a huge goal this year, which was to do more speaking engagements at top tier national and even international conferences. I can't even believe it. When I tell you this year, I spoke at inbound, which is one of the largest marketing conferences in the entire country run by HubSpot, which is one of the biggest marketing companies in the entire country, if not world. Um, I spoke at South by Southwest this year, which is completely wild. Um, I spoke at American, uh, the association of national advertisers. I spoke at the youth marketing conference. I spoke at all kinds of unbelievable stages, digital and in person. It was a huge goal for me. And I'm super, super proud of that win and that accomplishment. Number three, I launched my new website this year. Huge freaking win and another shout out to Rebecca Reed, who helped me put the new website together. She's an incredible website designer and I will sing her praises till the cows come home. And even after they come home, I'll still be singing. Um, if you haven't seen the new website, it's kelseyformost.com. Gosh, does it feel like me? It is so, so nice. Um, to go to my own website and feel like, yes, that is exactly what I want to say. That is exactly how I want people to feel. I couldn't be happier. Thank you, Rebecca. Number four, I launched the podcast. Holy moly. I've been talking about doing this for years and I'm so proud and grateful Hey, for you for listening to this. My gosh, I couldn't do it without you. Um, and I'm also grateful to Haley. Again, another shout out, Haley Hayhurst, Espresso Podcast Productions. Great producer. Give her a call. This podcast has been the most soul-fulfilling, gratifying thing I think I've ever done, honestly. It's like I have an excuse to make people have deep conversations with me. And it scratches this itch of mine, which is I love getting to the bottom of what makes us tick, why we are the way that we are, not just in life, but also in business. Like there's such a huge mental health component about showing up and giving our specific gift to the world. So I am so happy that everything fell apart in my life and lit a fire under my own damn butt so that I could launch this podcast super stinking grateful. All right. Win number five, and this is something I have never shared. I am writing a book, not a novel, a memoir. Um, I have been working on a novel for fun. You may have seen me writing about that over the years. That's like a hobby passion project. But this year I started working on a memoir. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'm really proud of it. And I'm really letting it become what it wants to become. 
I've written 25,000 words. Um, it feels really good to not censor myself. Um, and again, I don't know if I'm ever going to share it with the world, but to me, it is a win just to have the courage to show up and write the truth. So patting myself on the back, it's important to celebrate those wins, even if they're not wins that go out into the public, they still matter. Win number six, I freaking decided where I want to move. I told you guys about the surrendering bit and like fixating so much on wanting to build a home, wanting to build a home, wanting to build a home. And I really resisted for a long time, um, moving to Santa Barbara in particular, because even though I knew for my entire life, ever since I was a kid, I was like, I really want to live in Santa Barbara at some point in my life. It's just the most beautiful place. It's my happy place. Um, it's where I feel the most home hilariously, even though I've never lived here before. And I, I was just so resistant to it because it wasn't practical on paper was like, it's expensive. I only have one friend here. Um, I don't know how I would ever find an apartment. Like there were so many things that just were like, you know, responsible overachiever. Kelsey was like, you should move to somewhere. You have an existing community. You should move. But my soul was calling me here and I stayed in my body. I made the decision with intention, with care, with vulnerability, and with bravery. And I'm really proud of myself. I just put in an application today for an apartment that I absolutely love. I don't know if I'll get it. I'm surrendering the outcome. But just the act of saying to God, to the universe, I'm here. I'm making this decision. I'm serious about it. Feels so aligned. And I'm super grateful to have that um, sense of self-assurance. So you can, and it takes time. Does big decisions, like big decisions sometime, sometimes are like, like a long braised French roast. You, you want, you, sometimes it's got to stay in the oven for a really long time, marinating in its juices I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor, but like, sometimes it takes a while to fully bring forth all of the goodness. And then when it's time to take it out of the oven and make the decision, you don't want to burn it. You want, you don't want to leave it in there too long and ruin the dish. Right. But when it's time to take it out of the oven and make the decision after you've taken the care to prepare it, it's the most incredible feeling. And that's where I am right now with my decision to move to Santa Barbara. And I'm really, really grateful. Win number seven, hard for me to admit this. When, the win is that I stayed in therapy for an entire year. Um, I don't know why it's hard for me to admit that because I freaking love talking about therapy. Shout out Melanie, my therapist. Um, I think maybe because there was a time in my life where I was taught that you went to therapy to deal with one specific issue 
and then you were done and you were fixed. And so for my entire life, anytime I went into therapy, I would be like, I'm here because my dad died and I'm supposed to fix that. And then after six months, I will do the homework and I will be the best therapy patient ever. And I will win therapy and I will see myself out. And that's how I approached therapy for my entire life. COVID (laughs) threw a huge wrench in that and was like, no, no, there's a lot going on underneath there and you cannot hide from it anymore. And also sometimes you're not going to have a big traumatic event to talk about in therapy. Sometimes you just need to show up and vent about bullshit. Sometimes you just need to sit down and start talking. You never know what's going to come out of your face. I certainly don't. So I think maybe it's not hard for me to admit that I've stayed in therapy for a year. It's hard for me to admit that I'm planning, that I'm not planning on leaving therapy. I think I'm going to be in therapy for the rest of my life. And I actually think that that is awesome. Highly recommend it. Five stars. Number eight has to do with therapy. A win is learning to set boundaries and have some self-compassion. And let me also put an asterisk there, set and keep boundaries, especially with people I really love. It is really hard. Um, It is really, really hard to trust yourself enough to have your own back um, and say, you know what? I would love to hang out with you, but I need to leave by 10. And then I need to not hang out with anybody for three days. Um, might be hard to say, you know what? I don't feel like doing that thing, or I can't help you with that. Um, but here's a resource or I don't know. Boundaries are really hard, really revolutionary for me. I'm truly still figuring it out. I don't know that I'll ever have the answer for like, what's the perfect way to set a boundary and keep a boundary. Um, I guess the best thing I can say is again, your body knows tap into your body. Um, and if it feels out of alignment, then then seriously consider not doing the thing. Number nine, we're almost there. Home stretch guys win number nine. I am really proud of this win. I stood up for a lot more social justice issues. Um, and I did a lot of that privately. I think, gosh, I don't know how much to say about this because it's a slippery slope being a white woman talking about social justice and like showing up in the world. I have a lot of feelings and a lot of opinions. I'm more than happy to share all of it privately, but, um, what I really want to say and encourage you, um, what I really want to say is if you are white, I would highly encourage you to seek out small ways in which you can support entrepreneurs of color. When you are looking to hire freelancers, when you are at the farmer's market, when you are buying products on Etsy, when you are, um, buying books, authors, uh, who owns the bookstore, who wrote the book, um, (laughs) put your money where your feelings are and where your mouth is. 
Um, I'm certainly still working on it. I, but what I have found to be the most transformative this year is really understanding the power of the dollar, um, and investing in businesses that are owned and operated and run by people and artists and creators of color. That in and of itself is a form of social justice to me. Um, and it's also really important. Again, I know I'm, it's a slippery slope and I'm a white woman talking about social justice for people of color. Um, but again, just really encourage learning as much as you possibly can about experiences that are different than yours, getting past the defensiveness, um, pushing through any feelings of guilt that might come up so that you don't hinder your own learning and, um, explore how you might be able to show up differently in the world than you did before. Win number 10 this kind of is in the same vein, but I really made a big effort to change my spending habits to support small businesses this year and makers, um, and digital creators and like really knowing the person behind where my money goes rather than mindlessly ordering something on Amazon. It was a really big shift. It was really difficult at first, especially with convenience, but, um, learning where the mom and pop pharmacy was learning where the mom and pop, uh, hardware store is in your neighborhood, learning where the independent bookstore is these small acts where you spend your money can really make a huge difference. Um, I feel a lot better about spending more money in places like that. Um, it just feels good in my soul and I highly, highly recommend doing the same thing. And then finally, win number 11, the last win of the evening. This is so hard for me to say out loud. Um, I think the biggest win of the year, I'm going to get a little bit emotional. The biggest win of the year for me was breaking my own heart so that I could open it to love again. And I don't just mean romantic love, although that is a piece of it. I'm also talking about self-love, breaking my own heart and saying, you know what, Kelsey, you didn't have your own back. You didn't speak up about things that were really hard and really, um, really difficult to get through, uh, you didn't maintain boundaries. That wasn't love. And this is me talking to myself. And I had to, in effect, break up with myself <laughs> earlier this year. I had to, I had to break up with myself and say, thank you for the relationship that we've had, for what you've done so far, for the lessons you've taught me. I need to let you go now to find a better relationship with myself. And it's the hardest thing and the most beautiful thing I think I've ever done. Um, and then, and only then could I start to reform relationships with other people, friendships, 
romantic relationships, reconnecting with family. Um, only after I broke my own heart, only after I broke up with my former version of myself, could I become the person that I am right now, sitting here in my new city with my new podcast, feeling so aligned, feeling so surrendered, feeling so grateful. I would not be sitting here had I not had the courage to do that. If you need to break your own heart in order to open it again, I promise you it is going to be okay. It is going to be so much more beautiful when you pay attention to who you really are, to what you really love, to how you really want to spend your time and who you want to spend it with. It's the most beautiful gift you can give yourself. And maybe that will be my birthday gift to myself and maybe to you. Understand that sometimes we have to break our own heart in order to open it again. Thank you so much for sitting with me today, but in all of these conversations that we have here in this beautiful little corner of the internet, I could not be more grateful for you, for this community, for the conversations that we have here, and for the safety that we give each other to have those conversations. It is not lost on me what a gift that is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you take this. I hope it inspires you to give yourself some gifts and to go out there and find your magic. I'll see you next time. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.